Hey everybody, welcome back to Podcast of the Gundam Heroes. It is episodes 37 to 40. I fumbled that a little oh, bit. 37. <laughs> 37 to 40 not too bad you know um so these episodes have a lot of areas where there's nothing happening and a lot of areas where very little is happening but it's very impressive the things that are taking place uh so shall we yep uh, 37, uh, they give a recap about the Zero system. It doesn't matter. The title Same of this one, one is always Zero versus Epion. And of course, we knew these two were going to fight the instant they showed up on screen. But uh, we see a scene of Zero going back to Earth. Uh, if you remember from last episode's, Relena and her brilliant genius move dissolved her entire nation. And Zex was like, yeah, this isn't a good idea. Spoilers? So- this is going to work? I just want to put that out there. But... <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Um, Zex decides he needs to get the Sanct Kingdom because he thinks Relena is doing something stupid, which she is. Correct. Um, we cut to Zero. Hero's chopping up shit in Epion, and he, like, he's being mind-controlled by the suit. It's fairly obvious the way they kind of represent his eyes being glazed over and everything, and he's just looking for enemies. Uh, out on the ocean, some guys in an Oz carrier asking, like, what's up with the dolls? He learns that the Gundams are fucking up all of his dolls, and he's like, we can't retreat, there's uh, people we need to, if we retreat, we'll be the laughing stocks. so we're gonna send out more dolls. Oh no, it's a Gundam, and he gets killed, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that was quick. Yeah, uh, Hero sees Zex coming in on Wing Zero into, like, the atmosphere, and he's, like, ready, and they get pumped up, and they're gonna fight each other, and Zex wonders, like, if, if I can keep the Zero system under control and shit. Like, it really doesn't matter, like, they start fighting, but... They have some quips at each other, like Zex asks if Hero's the enemy, and Hero says, "Well, you should ask the Zero System." And like, there, they just there's one thing in this fight that's actually interesting, and then after that, it's just pointless. Yeah, so like Zex asks what happened to the Sanct Kingdom, and then like the Epion just kind of shows him like hallucinations of buildings being blown up, and he thinks it's too late. I just have in my notes. This is all meaningless. It doesn't matter. So they both well, they fall under. Sh- say that don't they at some yeah. point yeah. they're like this is yeah, a yeah, meaningless no. battle oh. yeah Zex repeatedly is like literally why are we fighting no really though why are we fight? there's literally no reason for us to be fighting this is so dumb but let's fight uh, which is correct <laughs> and then they decide to fight anyway yeah. of yeah. course he, then they fight and then Zex falls on their control of the zero system yep. and like whatever it doesn't matter so the commander um, of the Oz forces learned that a bunch of troops I already said this you know, this is kind of, like, indicative of how confusing this fight is, because, like, really, it goes on for ten one, minutes. A different it commander matter. is like, they're all dead, there's two Gundams, send more dolls, send more yeah. ground forces What if we in. send more mooks in? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we're going to cut over to Relena. She's in the Romafeller mansion. The Duke comes in, and, like, he kind of taunts her in a way, because she surrendered. He's like, yo, it's a good thing you surrendered to us, you should try our tea, it's delicious. And then she's, like, having none of it. She says, like, you don't <laughs> need our hospitality. I'm a prisoner of war. Put me in jail or something. Also, this episode, I think, uh, overall, just for the tone and pacing as a quick aside, uh, it really highlights one of the biggest problems I think Wing has, which is it builds up energy in a scene and then cuts to a different one at zero. Like, it's like you're trying to get <laughs> yeah. to 60 miles an hour, and every scene starts at zero and gets to roughly mm, 37, and then it cuts <laughs> to a different scene at zero again, and it's really frustrating. None of them ever flow into each other. You know, like, we talk a lot about how there's too many characters in the show. It's really just that they can never transition in a slightly satisfying way. It, 
it is like a brick wall every time they transition. Like it's hard cuts to the opposite level of energy. It's yep. this huge fight ramping up and two men losing their minds to devil machines. And then it cuts to, oh, would you like some tea? And yeah, it's just it's, like, oh, oh fuck off. Gotcha. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, it kills all momentum it has. Um, Duke says that he's protecting her, not imprisoning her, and says that, like, you've surrounded yourself with traitors and rebels, and, you know, I'm protecting you from the danger, because they're going to take your life. And, you know, he's... And she's like, no, they wouldn't. And he's like, yeah, I know they wouldn't. I'm, I'm <laughs> lying. You idiot. <laughs> this is what I'm telling the people, and they're going to believe it. And she goes... No, they won't believe it, and they absolutely should and would have believed it, but, well, never mind. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, so Duke has this, like, fucking galaxy brain-level idea. He's like, everybody loves you, and no one loves the Romafellers, but you surrendered to us, so maybe if we make you the cheap representative of the entire Romafeller Foundation, we will get the support of the world. What if we make so you the president? <laughs> So the plan is, we're going to install a puppet leader. So basically, is, I was right. I was right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. For what it's worth, installing a puppet leader? Great idea here. Problem. Do need to agree with the rest of the entire foundation that it is, in fact, a puppet leader and not a real <laughs> not leader. not actual leader. <laughs> yeah. The other Fuck. problem is you need leverage over your puppet leader to make her do what you yes. want her to do. Absolutely. Yes. And this is brought up in the next episode. This show is so bad about <laughs> leverage, it fucking kills me. <laughs> no yes. one understands subterfuge at all. Like, God, this... Man, go back and listen to season one of Podcast of the Galactic Heroes back when it was the Galactic Heroes and just think about that level of politics and manipulation and understanding and even things going wrong and not according to plan. That thing is how a that influences the structure. This. It's and so this is just amateur it's here. ding dong central. Yeah, it's amateur ding dongs all the way down. Everybody sucks. Yeah, <laughs> Except so the- Dorothy. God bless. <laughs> Yeah, so the Duke is like, our ideal world of a nation, one world nation, will become a reality. Which I was thinking the entire time, you fucking idiots got rid of the Alliance who had a one world nation. But Yep. You could have um, taken them over. But yeah, so the Duke asks her, is like, are you going to play along with this, being queen of the world? And she's declined. She doesn't want to betray people who, you know, fought for her and whatever. She has some stupid morals. But she also doesn't want to rule those being oppressed. And, yeah, Duke says that, that like, we both have the same goal of having complete world peace. It's just that I go about it in a different way than you do. Uh, and he asked her to reconsider, but um, she makes it, he's like, you got to make it quick because if you don't, the people who are still fighting will die. And it's like, on your she, hands. Yeah, he yeah, totally You could end her. this war that we're waging, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's really conflicted about it because she's stupid. She's so dumb. Yeah. Um, back outside, Zero and Epion are still fighting. It doesn't matter. Both the pilots think that their Gundams are going too slow, and Zex has a great line where he says, The victory is mine! And then Hero goes, Zex! Like, really? <laughs> yeah. They do this, like, beam saber clash thing, and then both of the systems in their Gundams go haywire, and, like, they both have, like, mental freakouts. And the animation here is actually kind of good the way they portray this, because, like, they really show that both of them are, like, having nausea and just they're not getting a good overwhelmed time. by data yeah. well, I think is it, the big thing i think it's the sort of thing that if you have two machines that can see the future you're gonna start going down lines where one reacts to the other reacting to its future and shit it's and kind like, of reminds exactly. me of those, like, that's actually kind of neat yeah it kind of reminds yeah. me of those high frequency trader bots that they have on wall street and like they freak <laughs> each other Basically. out if they get into like ruts and stuff but 
Yeah, but so yeah, I really love. Yeah, I, I, I do love that concept though, because like again, this I I do think the demon machines of Gundam Wing Zero and Epion could be a cool thing in a different show. Yeah. And the show is going <laughs> to completely drop it, and the next the next four episodes will have nothing to do with because like. It, like they have a realization like they've just seen into the matrix like yeah. they've seen all the ones and zeros of the future and it just shakes them both so bad that they just like mentally mind break and just fall out of their Gundam. Yeah, <laughs> so wow, maybe really this good. is a dumb fight. Hero literally falls out of his Gundam from like yes. the cockpit 30 feet up onto his spine. Oh, maybe, yeah. maybe what is his best suicide attempt yet that still doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he falls out of it. The Epion just falls over, which is kind of funny. Oh, yes, it's um, really good. Just Zero clang. is kind of like recoiling and like walks himself backwards off the cliff inadvertently and falls into the ocean. Uh, Hero takes off his mask and then kind of looks up, and Zex is standing there with a gun pointed at him, but then they both just kind of fall over in exhaustion. It's really anticlimactic for the climatic battle. It's kind of silly. It's like the show wants to make a point about this being a pointless fight, but the only way they know how to do it is by them yelling, this is a pointless fight, yeah. the whole but time. But, like, imagine if they had a cool fight sequence for, like, I don't know, maybe four minutes beforehand, and then the zero systems both turned on, and then they had their mind break thing. Yeah. Yeah, but also imagine, imagine if I like was feel felt any attachment to these characters. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Not everybody can be dumb on Kasha, you know. <laughs> uh, so we cut the space because, of course, that scene's done. Um, their super battleship, the one that they were making up there, is really close to completion now. And Tuberov is saying this basically the effect: "Wow, dictatorships are awesome. I can tell people to do what they have to." And I, I want just people to remember this: that Tuvorov is like slave labor is great, and we're dictators, and it's fucking awesome. Look how awesome. fast we got this battleship together! So yeah, I want you to remember <laughs> Tuvorov being we are dictators using slave labor. Cool. Everyone remember basically, that. Remember that for this next motherfucker episode. is just being like, "Yo, shout out to the Jews for the pyramids. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the, we got those done like mad fast. Good shit, team. Yeah, like, it's." Like, it, it's going to be, this light is going to make everything that happens in the next three episodes so bad, yeah. basically. Uh, so, for whatever reason, he decides to go leave for the moon. Um, he leaves a guy named Sadichi in charge. Sadichi, which is, yes. oh, what a name. Yeah. Uh, so he gets on a shuttle, and he, outside he sees, like, Leo's being piloted by people, and, like, he gets really upset about this. Like, why isn't my new mobile dolls escorting us to the moon? And he yells at the shuttle pilot, which is right in front of him for some reason. The pilot says, quote, sorry, we got to use them if we're going to revolt against you. And then just pulls a gun on him. <laughs> at this point, you notice he has a white armband on. Yeah, this is this will become a thing of the guys with the white armbands. We're when you're staging that. a coup, obviously you put on a uniform. Yeah, yeah. So well, they these... did that before when they were in their green uniforms, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, so these guys are ex-Trias rebellion guys, but now they have a new revolutionary group that they're with guess what um, new faction time baby yeah uh so they take him hostage and the pilot has a fantastic line here like he gets on his fucking radio but i'm gonna quote this this is hot dog the sheep is inside the cage we could commence the artemis revolution which uh, it just it really is just this is hot dog over and over. <laughs> like, it's so good. <laughs> and it's so beautiful that the codename hot dog is right next to the codename Artemis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets to pick their own in this revolution. Yeah. 
So uh, there's a brief montage of a bunch of these guys with the white armbands blowing up stuff. Um, we're introduced to a new man. This guy's older. I'm going to say he's... He looks 60, so anime years. He's like 40. Uh, he has white hair and glasses, and he's sporting like this fishing vest. I, he, he has a fucking Marty McFly yeah, Back to like, the Future, but in blue, basically. Yeah. He is not a good design. No, he no. voice acting is also not good. I, yeah. I keep being like, so he's going to die, right? And then no, he... <laughs> He, he sticks just around doesn't. for a bit. Yeah, so this guy is a counter-revolutionary. Uh, they're calling themselves the White Fangs, so anytime there's like a white armband or white headband on these people, that's, that's who they are. Yeah. Uh, this new guy makes a broadcast saying that it's now time for the revolution. Uh, we have Trubarov. He's our hostage. Earth has burned up the manpower and resources of space, and now it's time to stand against Earth. And like, so he- good, just, just let's put this down right here. That's good and correct. You were taken over by the Alliance, and you were taken over by Oz, and they both yeah. fucking sucked. I put and they both made on the taken over by Oz here. part. They kind of just gave it up to Oz. True, they they did. Well, Oz <laughs> are still dictators who are using them for You're slave right, labor. Right, yes. I'm well like, behind this revolution. It's like twenty percent their fault. Yes, so. oh certainly, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so. Duo's watching the broadcast on TV. He thinks the colonies are stupid because now they're going to start another war and millions of more people are going to die. Um, on the moon, oh, the no. slave labor was fine. Yeah, the slave for labor no, is fine. For Dying no under reason, that is fine. the god of death decides to be a wiener about people <laughs> dying, which is like, Duo, Duo pick your character I feel traits, Duo's man. one of these guys that like talks big online to people, but really he's yeah. just a huge softie at heart. Yeah, XX like legit, the killer he's like, XX. I, I have so many confirmed kills as he's like, <laughs> what the fuck did you say to me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so um, on the moon, the White Fang people are taking Tuberoff away to a jail or something. They really don't say. Tuberoff asks why they haven't killed him. They give him, like, they say that, like, they need him to surrender first and, like, give a broadcast saying that they're surrendering. Like, they're trying to manipulate him. But uh, he chastised them for using Oz tactics, and they say, oh, we learned because we're former Oz. Um, he then, like, hip-checks one of them and, like, just runs away. And you would not think a guy in, like, a D. Medici costume could do this, but yeah, this guy's I guess like he's 60. got booty. Yeah, he's got some moves. So he hip-checks them and, like, runs off. And the White Fang guy's like, well, just let him go. He's not getting anywhere. This is Labyrinth or something. We're on the fucking moon. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine in the moon base where they produced all of the automated weapons. This man who is the head of the automated doll production of no. the murder weapons. No, you see, it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. They <laughs> just locked let him... him out of his passcode. Oh, no, wait. They did it. Oh, oh wait. They didn't do anything. No. They still work. He runs away and turns them all on because everyone no, no, he's sucks. A senior He'll get tired by 4.30 and then want to watch that lock or something. <laughs> yeah, so he, of course, runs into a room, locks the door behind them, and starts hacking a computer to turn on the dolls. Um, all the while, I must add, laughing like a fucking maniac. Yep. You uh, can I- tell he's about to die because he's just, he's just fucking going for it. Oh, yeah, there's a huge death flag on here, and it's funny. Um, outside on the moon, the dolls start waking up and start shooting the white fane suits that are just standing around. Uh, the White Fang suits just can't compete because, you know, they're dolls or whatever. But if Wufei shows up and he's like, I'll eliminate any run from this world who has evil intentions or wishes to battle in space, which is a very... This is, oh, this is literally all he's going to do for the next four episodes. Wufei found his motivation. Again. and he's as bad, Yeah. As bad as it is, he'll continue through with this motivation for several episodes. Um, so the, there's a montage of him blowing shit up. The White Fang guys are like, hey, it's the Gundam. They're supposed to be on the side of the colonies. And then Wufei just kills them. Nope. <laughs> He's an asshole. 
inside no the base. No fighting in space. <laughs> inside the base, Tuberov is laughing like a madman, thinking the dolls can't be feeded. And he says, I am invincible, which is the one thing you say before you're going to die. And of course, <laughs> like outside, an explosion blows up the section of base where he is and he dies. So, Legit, wow. it's it's just an explosion instead of being frozen by liquid nitrogen, <laughs> but it's otherwise basically the exact same scene as Goldeneye. Boris is a uh, far better character than Tuberov is. Where Boris literally yells, <laughs> I'm invincible, and then gets frozen to death. It's like yeah. the same, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, um, so Wufei has the line, I'll be true to my own sense of integrity, which, who fucking knows what Which is none, by the way! <laughs> well, that and it's supposed to be justice like, yeah the dubs or the subtitles had it as justice the dubs yeah, had they, it, like, as dubbed integrity. it as integrity instead and it's like I don't and justice really understand sounds so much changed. better <laughs> you know justice does sound better it's just it's weird it's a weird change that's consistent as well um so we cut back to the super battleship up in earth orbit sadichi is there and he learns about the moon battles and the tuberov is dead and he reveals in this situation, he's like, well, that's fine. The Artemis Revolution has just begun. So Sadichi was kind of a plant in Oz. He is actually a White Fang member. And now so he has I just a want to say, I had forgotten about this by the time that we watched like episode four of this week. Yeah. <laughs> that he started off on the Oz side. Yeah, yeah, he's a plant. Uh... Um, back on Earth, the Zero and the Epion are kind of just laying around all fucked up. Uh, Zex and Hero are talking about how they got fucked up by their Zero systems. They say it's all like really weird and. It's strange that they let these systems control them. Heroes thinks that uh, Zex will be an obstacle to his path in the future, but he just lets him do whatever. They, they have the opportunity here to, like, kill each other, but they don't. Look, they're good battle buddies now. Well, well that and they have to swap Gundams, because the hero of the show can't have the evil-looking yeah. Epion, right? He has yeah. to have the Wing Zero. He's the star of the show, so they swap Gundams. Yeah, Hero swaps the Gundams and takes Wayne and tells Zex that Epion was made by Trias. I love, by the way, that they swap Gundams and there is no real good justification for this. No, like, no Hero's got to no. be in the wing and Zex's yeah. got to be in the evil. Like, literally, it's just kind of Hero's like, nah, I mean, that's kind of like my old one. So if I could get in that one, that I, would be cool. I like that and Zex is job. like, can I just... Yeah, Zex is like, you know, the Epion was made by Trey's, you know, he's my bro, I might as well get his car. Yeah, basically mine, like, yeah, we might as well switch, like, after they're, like, a minute from pulling guns on each other. (laughs) Swap these. from puking their brains out after falling 30 feet onto the ground. (laughs) (laughs) So they're cool with that, they switch out, Um, the dolls start attacking, but uh, Zero, which is now being piloted by Huey, or Hero, sorry, Huey, Hero Huey, yeah. Uh, He shoots the dolls and then he goes off to blow up the ships. Um, Zex attacks some other... It doesn't matter. We cross-cut this through Elena. She is looking out a window at the city and just kind of, like, reflecting about her situation. Uh, she tells the butler made guy behind her that, uh, she's fine with being queen. And, like, she starts the immediate rationalization that, like, oh, well, well I was forced into making this decision by the Roma Feller. It's the only thing I can do. Might as... And, you know, which, if they're offering me queen of the world ship... Yeah, and Pat had this fucking great line here. He says, now I'm void of any responsibility. <laughs> Basically. And but the best part about this is it's like, oh, Relina, you don't have a plan, do you? Like, she's literally saying that to herself. Yeah, she flies by the seat of her pants throughout these three, four episodes, and it works, it works out for perfectly. her because she is the writer's pet and yep. pisses me off. Ugh. Episode 38 starts off with the title, uh, The Birth of Queen Relena. Here we Spoilers, go. Spoilers, there isn't actually that much Relena in this episode. <laughs> no, not really. 
Um, the narrator starts talking about how Earth is in chaos because the Earth made chaos in the colonies and the colonies hate them and now the colonies are rebelling and now the rebel group is called White Fang and they want to free themselves because the Earth is oppressing them. It's really all bullshit. Uh, Tubra, yeah, Tubaroff is dead, but Oz is now fighting back and they're trying to take over space again and we see a montage of all the White Fang fighting people. Well, it doesn't matter. Let's skip it. Wufei shows up, goes, stop fighting. And then there's that scene done. Uh, yeah. I hate him. He's like, why are you fighting this meaningless battle? Like, this meaningless battle to stop themselves from being oppressed? To, to get rid of literally, dictators? Wufei literally is so goddamn stupid that he's like a computer with a single line of code. That's just... <laughs> any, destroy any weapons in space. space. Yes. And that's it. Yeah, like literally he's just like, if you have a gun in space, then I need to kill you. And it's like, that's a really, really iffy moral system Only there. Only I may have a gun in space. <laughs> yeah, literally he's just like, he's made himself a very nice, simple justification but for being Wufei an insane mass murderer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Wufei is just attacking anybody in space that wants the battle, and that's like his MO right now. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, on a shuttle, Noin is kind of watching this happen, and she's like, well, uh, this must be Zero Five's pilot. He's fighting with a strong sense of justice. Better go talk to him. Why does she think that, though? Like, he's just blowing everyone up. How is that a strong That's justice, sense of justice? I say, so flying into the fight Noin, no has the idea that, like, she needs to get the Gundam pilots together for whatever reason. Bring the band and back She together. knows where, like, two of the five of them are. And even though she kind of knows that Wufei is the most insane of the five of them, she's like, well, I gotta give it a shot. So... She, uh, I'm kind of skipping ahead here though, but um, she it's shows fine. up, reintroduces herself, says something to the effect of like, last time you fought, you called me a womanizer or something, but I don't have any problems with that. She asks him to like help create peace and says that the Saint Kingdom, he says that the Saint Kingdom has been demolished, so why are we fighting? But she's Fair. like, I need to protect the ideals and the spirit of the Saint Kingdom and what it represented. And so he, of course, and then Wu Fei, of course, responds with, "That is some shit a woman would say." Like literally, he uh, says, and he's like, "That Got sounds her. like something a woman away. would say." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, just like, "Yeah, that's some dumb lady talk." Well, bye. And it's like, God, I hate you, dude. He's yeah. the worst guy. He's the fucking worst character. You forget he's the worst character because he he goes away for so long <laughs> and comes back just to say something stupid and then goes away again. And now that he's back so much in these four episodes, you remember he's the worst boy. Yeah, hey, I'm Wu Fei. I'm the gold standard of bastards. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> yeah, and it's actually I, can't, I don't want to spoil this yet, but his treatment of women is funny considering his backstory. Anyway, oh continuing on, <laughs> um, we cut to the junkyard that Duo has been hanging out with. Uh, he and Hilda are filing paperwork. Um, Duo is thinking about Tro and the colonies and how he's fucked everything else. Hilda tells him, like, don't get depressed. Live the life you believe in. And Duo's like, okay, you know, that's a great idea. Let's go apply to a job. So, like, Hilda brings up, like, Space Craigslist. <laughs> and they, like, start, like, t- looking at jobs. Um, apparently, there's, like, mobile suit work on, like, this Winter Family Colony satellite. Like, apparently, the Winter Family is now, you know, hiring more people. Temp workers for, you on know, On Indeed.com. Yeah. And so Duo like kind of puts this together and he's like, oh, if they're hiring people, that means that they're back in business ever since the dad dies, which means that Quattro's there. Duo makes a few leaps. Yeah. He's yeah. right, though. He's <laughs> right. I mean, he's right. Yeah. But so he um, they, we cut to a picture of like Quattro surrounded by a bunch of yes men like people trying to help him with business stuff. And he's answering their questions. They go into they walk into like this lobby and Duo's there sitting in a chair and they, you know, catch up with each other, you know. 
have some talk for a bit. Apparently, like, Quatra's sisters have been managing shit for him. And this brought up, like, the question to me, like, his family business is still going, yet his father was labeled as a terrorist after he tried to steal the <laughs> nationalized colony that, like, that he had. You would think that that would put a few black marks on the family name. I mean, but Katra is such a sweetie. <laughs> I think this is, like, it's a complete fine. Enron situation. Like, they, <laughs> like they, the colonies like that completely nationalized the I mean satellite. it would be an Enron situation if Enron like launched the entire city Enron was established in into space and then blew up <laughs> like, I feel that like Dallas running into space would probably be a better net benefit for humanity but <laughs> so they catch up after involved. that um, Quatra talks about how he was chilling on earth with Hero for a bit and how they took over a spit battleship and then just like peaced out or whatever uh, Quatra still thinks he has a lot to fight for, but a lot of people on the Earth and the colonies want to build a new world. Quatra's trying to do his passivism bullshit, and Duo thinks it's really both- weird because Quatra was just like, "Yeah, I was doing that freedom fighting thing for a while, but then I was like, yeah, let's go back around the family business a bit.'" <laughs> yeah, so Duo thinks that the total passivism thing isn't really possible, and that Duo's mad at the colonies because Duo's mad at the colonies because they just started a war by declaring, you know, the White Fane thing. And he's I want to point out <sighs> that the Gundams were the ones who were fighting Oz when the colonies didn't want to. And now the colonies want to fight. The Gundams are like, no, 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 no. Just us. Just just, we, just us. Not you. I mean, the Gundam pilots kind of have us. a savior complex, and that's what they're a saying. A little bit. Really this comes do. up later when Duo says, like, he, to the effect that, like, only he should suffer yeah, for what's going on. It should on. be me. Yeah. Yeah, so Duo has, like, a crisis of faith here. He doesn't know what he's fighting for anymore. Uh, Quatra says that he made the mistake once of not knowing what he's fighting for, and now he's got to do anything to make up for it. And by that, he means make a bunch of profit for his father's company. Right. But, um... I was coming up here to look for Troa, but then I decided to be a CEO for a bit. Yeah, actually, whose company is it now that the dad is dead? Is it Quatra's? But I think he said that he's still considered dead because he's like a terrorist or something so is it the sisters now God, is he making is... money for his sisters yeah that's true apparently Quatra is still a uh i don't, I don't know what the french term the person missing or whatever he's yeah <laughs> i don't know how they you know kind of wings one of these things if you think too much about it it just makes you infuriated and i you can <laughs> poke so many holes in it with the littlest bit of pressure yeah, so anyway, Duo says he's got to leave. Um, he says to Quatra, if he's looking for a Gundam pilot, he'll eventually find Troa. And Quatra becomes real happy. He's like, oh, Troa's alive. I didn't know that. And then, like, Duo's just kind of doing his little frowny face look at the ground no. thing because Quatra doesn't know the whole deal about the amnesia. Um, we cut to the Roma Feller mansion where Elena is being fitted for this new queen dress. She's looking very regal. It's the whole deal. And um, she's looking, like, resolved and resigned to herself. Um, she gives herself a pep talk about how she, how she has to do what's must for the purpose of peace. Um, and then cut to someone else, because this episode isn't actually about Relina, despite being <laughs> named screen. after her. You know, it's funny, I'm reading my, my notes here, and like every single time I talk about cutting to someone else, it's so abrupt. We're, we're back yeah. to Quattro now, he's at the circus. Um, he sees... He's at a circus. Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> so the circus is called circus. a circus. Um <laughs> Quatra spots Troa helping some lions out. Uh, they meet, and Quatra kind of cries because he's all remorseful and sad about what he did to Troa. Uh, Troa, of course, with amnesia, does not know who this guy is. We have a great triple zoom cut of Catherine dropping a bucket. 
Uh, and then tells uh, she tells Tro to leave because she's all in her protective big sister phase going on. Go inside. Don't let the mean man bother you. Yeah. Um, Catherine stops Quatra and tells him to leave. Explains that like you know your friend lost his memories, but he's better off this way. Uh, Quatra takes the blame. Explains that you know it was my mistake that Tro lost his memories. I may have shot him with my giant death machine several times <laughs> while being mind controlled. While I was blowing up a colony. <laughs> Don't worry Dead about guy. it. Yeah. Um, Troa, during this entire conversation, was kind of spying on them from behind the scenes. And, like, he gets some weird PTSD headache thing. He's like, I know that guy. And then he has, like, a migraine and falls over. And, of course, because that scene went on too long, we're back in Duo's junkyard. He, <laughs> Duo is asking Death Scythe, just, like, straight up, like, what I should do. Death Scythe has its own recessed hanger in the junkyard. <laughs> so- and in any other show, it would seem like someone just kind of bouncing ideas off of, you know, a wall, basically. Mm-hmm. Just kind of using it as a thing, you know, a prop to talk to, more or less. Like, again, G Gundam. But in this show, it's like, I think Duo's actually talking to the robot. He, he's <laughs> friends with the robot, yes. Yeah. yeah, he's doing the same thing that Quattro did with Sandrock fucking 30 episodes ago you want me to get out of the gundam sandrock good boy <laughs> yeah so God. we're back to the circus uh the ringleader is telling uh troa and Catherine to do a good job tonight troa's kind of lost in thought quattro gets on a shuttle to leave the colony they're on but it gets noticed that oz and the white fang are battling and they're coming their way so we cut to the battle they're fighting outside the colony gets hit people at the circus start to panic because like shit's blowing <laughs> up around them um, Sorry, I just read that line. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, lights fall and almost hit Tro, but Catherine does, like, a diving save to push him out of the way. And then they cut to a scene where there's, like, lions and tigers and elephants just running out of the All circus. All the animals <laughs> just go out! They let them go, though, because the circus master's like, someone, look out, like, get out the animals! So they just let the animals out of the cages. So now imagine. there's a lion loose in the colony. This doesn't get brought up again. <laughs> yeah, I just imagine this colony is in panic because, like, mobile suits are blowing shit up, and then, like, in the middle of the street, this lion is just eating this dude. <laughs> yeah. So, during all this, Tro is having some severe PTSD. Uh, Catherine tries to comfort him. Quattro finds them and tells them that they got to leave, but Catherine gets all defensive and mad, saying that, you know, this is their fault and they're just trying to live their peaceful lives. Unlike <sighs> the people who are building the, the battleship and slave labor. Yeah, those, they just died, though. They ain't trying to live any lives. They died. We're a peaceful colony. Mm-hmm. Um, Quattro says, great line, you saved my soul. Uh. And then it's, like, it's time for him to repay the favor. So he runs off and goes and gets in the sand rock and starts chopping off the white fang people outside the colony. Inside the colony, Troa is kind of wandering off by himself. And uh, Catherine is like, well, what are you doing? And he's like, he's crying. I can hear it from here. And then they immediately cut to, like, Quattro outside getting, like, shot up in the sand rock and totally beefing it. Which is funny. <laughs> um, Catherine asks him, is like, Troa, why? You've suffered so much. Why do you want to go battle still? And Troa recalls that it's the only way to live a good life is to act on your emotions. Which, again, very bad advice. <laughs> very bad advice yeah uh, she Thanks, is real hero. sad about this but she's also kind of resigned knowing that she can't stop him and cries and he goes off 
in space, Katra sees Troa in a shuttle. Like, Troa just jacked a shuttle and went out to him during the middle of this battle. Well, that and Katra has, like, killed them all now. So you just see a shot of Troa come up in a shuttle, and then that's it. It's That scene's yeah, done Yeah, it's now. really... It's not it's, even, like, implied right, because, like, during the scene, it shows that Quattro is getting shot up, and then, like, afterwards, he beat up everyone, I guess. He totally yeah. killed everyone just off screen there. <laughs> Um, but that scene was too long. So back on Earth, Dorothy is escorting Relena out of her room because now Relena is queen of Earth. Uh, she's giving a whole bunch of like very facetious backhanded compliments to Relena about her how she's so good at being queen. She's also wearing a wonderful goth sundress. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so good. It's kind of like, trendy. <laughs> yo, big summer goth energy coming off of Dorothy here. Like, it is like... Just dead ass black dress, black gloves. It rules. But it's got like the, it's, it's got like the mesh like upper chest area thing to like the choker collar. Yeah, it looks real good. It's the funeral, but trendy. Yeah, and the it's a very stark contrast to Relena. In case you have not put together yet, which one of them is the good one, and which one's the bad one? Like fucking Relena's in like what's borderline a wedding dress, and then we have fucking Summer Goth next to her, being like, "How are you today?" It's the trying to get laid out of funeral dress. (laughs) Uh, So Dorothy says a line, um, you must show them your elegant smile, because from this day on, you're queen of the world. And so we cut to Relena giving a formal speech to the entire Romafeller stuff in her entire getup. And she starts making this announcement to the world. She declares herself the chief chief representative of the Romafellers. But she's not doing it for their sake. She's doing it for the sake of everyone on the Earth to stop wars and to create peace. And she asks everybody to stop fighting. And then she makes the fucking galaxy brain move of... Here we go. She's going to dissolve all national borders. And she clears an entire one world nation. And of course the Romafellers love this shit because they're all Illuminati people anyway. Uh, She's doing the... Oh god, you you can't just do that. (laughs) That's not allowed. I mean, you, I mean, you can say it, but it's really not as easy as that. Like, it really isn't just easy to go. Well, no borders. It's all done. Borders now. are borders are dumb and for idiots. I think we should get rid of them. And everyone's just like, "Yeah, dope. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right, tight." So everybody stands up and claps. Of course. Um, we see Trier's in a dark room, like watching this totally on a laptop shadow, with no lights on. Totally in shadow, watching a TV yeah. screen. Yeah. It's very funny because they try and like present it as, oh, who could this be? When it's like just so fucking obvious. He's well, got I mean, the white like, gloves oh, who on. could this be? And then like three seconds later, oh, it's Trier's. He leans Who's forward. Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> it's Goose Renata. <laughs> they yeah, should have so... had him in like a white wife beater or something with some stains <laughs> on it. <him. laughs> He has, like, a pizza stain on his chest. He's got a five o'clock shadow, yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking fuck. 40 next to him. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, he says the Romafellers are so clever to use her as a puppet, but he wonders that the Romafellers know how big of a risk this is. I'm Spoilers, nice. they don't. <laughs> yeah, and so we cut over the hero uh. watching this on TV, and he, he gives the fucking most, like, David hater, Relena, that he can. It's so fucking, like, To be continued. Yeah. Why does everyone think that the Romafellers putting Relina in charge is, is is smart? Oh, that's smart. Like, wow, what a savvy political move. I have a thoughts on this. Year old we... in charge kind of sounds like the dumbest move you can do, regardless of what you're doing it for. And now for episode 39, which the ending of which had multiple moments that. 
I, I had to pause Pat so I, I could stop laughing. For like 20 <laughs> seconds at the end of this episode. It was so oh good. Oh my fucking God. Oh okay. boy. Uh, so we get a new intro here. Uh, the Roma fellers have made Relaine a representative of Earth, basically Queen of Earth, the game the people support. Um, and this kind of worked out for them, kind of weirdly. In space, the White Fang people are doing their whole rebel shit because they hate Earth now. Um, they see a recap of Trubarov eating shit and Relaine's announcement about the One World government and all that. Uh, the title of this one is Troa Returns to the Battlefield. So, Hooray. Goes. Again, I don't actually think it's actually about Troa this episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, spoilers. Really it's, that. The Troa yeah, Returning, Troa to, returning the battlefield. to the Battlefield was last episode, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah. like three or four minutes of this entire episode is Troa doing that. But yep. uh, We're in the snow-covered mountains now. There's like a town. Tro- some Oz troops are joking about retiring now that, you know, there's one world government. Who are we going to fight? Har, har, har. They drive off. In the bar behind them is Zex. Um, I shouldn't say Zex. He's actually Miliardo since he doesn't have the mask on. Right. He's drinking oh, coffee. What do you mean Miliardo Peacecraft? Can't, can't drink coffee in that mask. Yeah. That would be silly. Uh, the bartender is like, hey, don't you have to go with those troopers? And Zex is like, the war is over for me. I have no my, reason to my fight. War, my war is over. My kingdom's gone, so I have nowhere to protect anymore. And I've got this just cool like, Gundam and nothing to the, do with it. And the guy's like, okay, cool. So you want coffee or eggs or... Uh, <laughs> I can crack Sir, an egg this in your coffee if you want. <laughs> um, so Zex wonders if peace should have come this easy because he's being his brooding self. That Sir, white, this is a Denny's. Yeah. That, <laughs> Again. That white fan guy that we saw like two episodes ago with the white hair and the fucking Marty McFly vest, uh, he shows up. His name is Quince, but they call Quincy. him like Cans. I, I don't know how to say this guy's name. I was just going to call him Quince. Carts, Quince, something like that. Yeah. He answered himself, and Zex is like, um, Zex just does not having any of this. He doesn't want to talk about anything. He's all there. hopped up on caffeine now. Yeah. Uh, Quince, Quince is like, you may think that we're stupid for declaring ourselves independent from Earth, but we're just following Hero Yui's ideals. No, not that one. The other one. The real one. <laughs> Um, Sex asked, like, if, like, they're still sympathetic to the colonies and, like, their whole deal, the reason they came down here is they want to ask Zex to come up to space with his Gundam because they need a symbol of the rebellion and they need to inspire people. Um, and the Gundams are symbols of rebellion, I, I guess, from the yeah. way they rebelled against Oz in the first place. It feels that they could God, have... can I just say I love that this show has multiple moments where they just, like, will directly scream at the camera, this is symbolism for this! <laughs> <laughs> they named the dudes the Peace Crafts. Come on, Ty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Subtlety. They did. So... Of course, that scene can't go on any longer. We cut to the Romafiller Plaza Palace, whatever it is. Oh, uh, the Duke Plaza. Yeah. <laughs> the Duke is skating. A... <laughs> Romafeller Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> Such a place could never exist. Um, the Duke applauds Relena for her declaration of peace and the One World Government stuff. Um, the Duke then starts talking about how we're real mad about space and the White Fang. They're still revolting and we have to do away with the rebels to bring peace on Earth. And this is where Marky Wayridge, the guy from like 30 episodes ago, kind of speaks up. He's like, So he's Relena's like uncle ish, right? Or some, yeah. some relation. Is he? Yeah. He's the is guy he that she tried to use to assassinate yeah, him. I believe. Oh, shit. I had no idea he appeared <laughs> in the show before. Yeah, I think they set it up I that Wayridge was forgot. like Relena's like uncle or something from her actual Peacecraft side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot he existed. I had no idea he was a character that showed up. Yeah, so Wayridge pulls off, like, the fucking power move here. He speaks up and he's like, 
hey, Duke, that's cool and all, but, like, you're not the leader anymore. Queen Relena is. We declare her the leader of Oz and one of the Rollerfellers, and you don't have the authority to say any of this. <laughs> Oops, you super forgot to make us all agree that she's a puppet leader and not a real leader. Yeah, so we've you know, decided you're an old fart and we hate you. So you know? we're going to traitor you, Relena, queen now. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I don't know if you should still be in power now that we have, you know, a stepped-up queen and all that. And Duke See, has... the other solution to this is if the Duke had something on Relina to make Relina say what he wanted. Yes, yes, that would be the smart move, but Duke is not a smart man. No. The Duke, the Duke says the lines, Your arguments are valid, but to not repeat the historical mistakes of the former dictator, referring to Trey's, I have no intentions of stepping down. Which, which is what? very good. <laughs> it's very good to say... The last dictator fucked up by just leaving, and I'm not about that life. So I'm actually gonna listen. Your argument is gonna keep being dictator, and if that's if you're not into that, uh, suck my nuts. Uh, you make some very good that's points, all. but uh, nah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I see where your argument's coming from, and uh, it fucking sucks. So I'm staying. <laughs> so uh, Wayridge and some other dudes in the hall. Are telling the Duke that like um, they they think that, sorry this is afterwards we Ray Ridge is telling other dudes as they walk down the hall West Wing style that the Duke is just using Relaine to keep his power and they kind of want to get rid of him, which is yeah. like boy if he was really doing that he fucked up yeah, yeah he because fucked up apparently big time. apparently more than half of Romafella already support Relina yeah. And, like, they want to make Relena the actual ruler instead of the Duke because I guess they have a vendetta about the Duke. You know, this whole scene... 15-year-old in charge. Nothing could possibly go wrong. (laughs) Of the world! (laughs) (laughs) 15-year-old dissolving the borders. You know, this whole, like... Just to clarify. This whole scene reminded me... I remember watching a movie, must have been, like, 30 years ago, 20 years ago at this point, of, like... there was a whole. Uh, there was a movie about like some uh, Secret Service guys found the dude just in Washington D.C. that looked like the president, and like they wanted him to be a body double. And then the president died after yeah. an illicit affair with uh, some like mistress he had, and so this like common dude who was a body double just became the president because like, hey, I'm the president. I look like the president. I'm going to say presidential things. Who are you to tell me I'm not the president? And he just kind of like cooed his way into the White House. I don't remember the plot what that of the movie, movie is. is. Paul is dead from the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, but that's what this whole reminded me of. Like they said, well, yeah, this Queen Elena, she's now the Queen of Earth, and like no one's just going to check her on that. <laughs> hey, they said it. <laughs> if enough people agree that you're Queen of the World, you know what? Whomst am I? <laughs> <laughs> is that Pat says it's the movie Dave? Okay. Um, <laughs> Dorothy uh, is in on the whole Queen of the World thing, and she wants to guide the new era in the correct direction. Um, that's all interesting. So of course we cut. Of course we cut the space in Scene. space on the shuttle that Noin's just piloting around. Yes, she is in a cowboy getup. Like this is completely out of nowhere. She just she's wearing this for the rest of the next two episodes. By the way, it's, it's wonderful. It's incredible. <laughs> it's like one of those cowboy shirts with like all the uh, like like fringe and the like dangly stuff. bits yeah. off the front of it. It's a yeah. cowboy shirt you could get at Old Navy. <laughs> Yeah, it's the kind of cowboy shirt that you would just be like, really? If someone wore it, like, anywhere. Going back, it's the thing Marty McFly wears in the beginning of Back to the Future 3. (laughs) Yeah, 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 deadass. That and blue jeans. And it just, it's so out of place in Future World. It's incredible. (laughs) So, um... 
she we're, we're on the shuttle. She's flying around. Quatra is, of course, shocked that Wu Fei would decline an invitation to be buddy buddy with everyone. I just how does that happen? Yeah, uh, but Noin is of course boy. happy that uh, Troa is now on board. Um, he of course has no memory of anything, but he's just willing to fight because he's Troa. Um, they're going to some winter family asteroid to go fix the sand rock because it's a huge piece of shit and they need an upgrade for it. Yeah, he's been complaining about it. <laughs> it's not equipped for space battles, which <laughs> right. makes it really bad, it's, I guess. It's not equipped for really anything. It's not equipped for space battles because all I have is these two sites and my enemy is, I don't know, 20 miles away from me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we cut over the Hilda. She's walking back from the Safeway. She has a fucking grocery bag full of baguettes. Um, she <laughs> walks into, like, Duo and her's, like, junkyard shack and inside, yeah, they're just living together. Duo's living his best life. <laughs> yeah. Inside, Duo Not is chatting long. with a bunch of white fang suit guys. Um, they are all just talking about uh, how like they want Duo to fight for them. They want a Gundam. Duo's not having any of it, and they he kind of forcefully kicks them out. Uh, Hilda shows up, and she's really shocked. He's like, wow, I can't believe they found you here. And this just immediately made me think of Trent finding him dead ass six episodes ago, <laughs> right. flying in the Wing Zero. We really should have moved last time someone told us they had our address. <laughs> yeah. So Duo says, okay, we're going to have to leave. I'm going to have to go someplace else. Hilda says that she wants to go with him because she is madly in love with him. But he says no. Because he's trying to be really cool right now. Yeah. Uh, well, she, she says, well, if I can't help you, I'm going to fight for the sake of the colonies and join back up and fight. And he says, that's dumb. You should live a peaceful life, even though I'm going to go murder people. Uh, she thinks that no one is thanking him for his thankless work and that more people should praise him as a hero. And that if he went with White Fang, maybe he could be a hero. But he just thinks he's going to do the God of Death stuff. And she thinks, wow, you're a lonely, sad idiot. <laughs> We cut to him getting in the death scythe and going outside. He doesn't want to involve the colonies in more war. And Hilda says the line, you've gunned the pilots. You're all just too damn kind. Which is something Why? really weird it's to say about mass It's extremely good when the whole time Duo has been like, I just gotta be the god of death and do murder and stuff. And Hilda's just like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. cut you down. <laughs> and she's just like, God, he's cute when he thinks he's being cool. <laughs> Basically. Uh, so out in space, uh, we see Super Battleship whatever still being made. Uh, Sudichi's there, and he's kind of mad at Relena and her whole world, one world government declaration. Um, some guy tells him, he's like, well, Relena really wants peace. Maybe she's a good person. But Sydney, she's like, no, why would anyone listen to her? She's a puppet head. She doesn't have any influence. She's 15. Literally no one's going to listen to her. Oh, wait. Oh. Oh, wait, they do. I don't. He's right, though. He's right. Right. Literally none of these world leaders would be like, yeah, sure. We're, we're happy giving up complete power. Yeah, so White Fang right now is uh, finishing up this battleship that Oz started because they want to have some sort of force and show of power over the Roman fellers on Earth. So they're trying to complete it. Um, they took all, they also took over the moon base and they started upgrading the Virgo suits with new stuff so they add to their own forces so they have an army now. Uh, we cut to Noin, Quatra, and Troa flying around through a debris field or something. And they're talking about like... Why would anyone bring weapons to space? Space should be peaceful. This is all very dumb. Blew this place up, and they're—I guess—they're basically the same as Oz now. Uh, Yeah, they're really starting to hammer on this faction that they introduced two episodes ago because they really need to establish them as just as bad as Oz. Yeah, they're doing the the whole. 
the Alliance got took over by Oz, got took over by the White Fane. And they're all bad and evil, and it's Meet very the new boss, trite. same as the old boss, the 15-year-old yeah. Except, you know, says. one of them is fighting slavery, and then some... <laughs> yes. And then the other ones are not doing that, so... Doing, well, they're fighting slavery, but for it. Right. <laughs> against it. Okay, so, States rights, actually. So the White Fane show up and start attacking their shuttle, and this next fight scene is really fucking stupid. So Troa flies off in one of the suits that they had on the shuttle, despite not knowing what he's doing and having amnesia. He starts shooting up some suits. Elsewhere, Duo is just kind of watching this in the Death Scythe, and this is something to keep in mind. <laughs> Quattro and Noin also deploy in their own ships, and Noin has the brilliant idea of setting the self-destruct on the shuttle. For no reason. For no reason. Yeah, she was like, I'm just going to blow this up. Yeah, they're like, oh no, they shot our power supply. And then she's like, well, better self-detonate the shuttle, I I guess. Yeah, so they're fighting off in space. And Quatra Sandrock is not doing a whole lot because it's kind of shitty. Elsewhere, like Troa, because he flew off one of the old Virgos they had, uh, he's getting himself surrounded and he's still kind of overwhelmed since he has amnesia. And he's Quattro's also, like, like way out, he swam out way out into the deep end, so the lifeguards are going to have trouble getting over yeah. to him. <laughs> yeah, so Quattro's like, oh no, Troll is in danger, I need to go help him, but my Sandrock is a piece of shit, how am I going to get to him in time? <laughs> and so he goes over back to the shuttle, because he wants to use the shuttle Ooh. to kind of ferry him over to where Troa is, but Noin's like, no, I put it on self-destruct, I don't know when it's going to go off, oh no, it's going off. And so and, and Quattro's like, I did this on purpose, yeah, actually. Quattro's like, actually, I'm going to use the propulsive, propulsive force explosion yeah, to so get there fast his, enough. It blows his fucking ass up and he flies over the Troa? And this could be really cool in a show that like had good animation or any sort of gravitas but for he, this. he like cartwheels? <laughs> yes. Yeah, the animation is really good. He like spins in the explosion. It's and really so, funny. So Troa, or so Quattro blows himself up and is like pinwheeling himself over the Troa. Troa, meanwhile, is out of bullets in both of his laser guns, and there's So he like... actually does remember how to pilot with heavy arms, because that's exactly <laughs> how he used to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, this, like, Virgo, or sorry, this, um, fucking, what is it called? The, the Libra, whatever, the Oz suit, the White Fane suit's in front of him, and, like, he's out of bullets, so he throws his gun at it, and it just kind of, like, parries it aside, and he then throws he throws the guns. other gun at it, and he also <laughs> parries it aside. And Troa's like, well, I tried everything. <laughs> and, but right Dodging before... Dodging is out of the question. I never did that before. I'm not Don't starting now. <laughs> yeah, but right before the uh, White Fane suit shoots him, Sandrock fucking cartwheels his ass into it and, like, hip checks him. Perfectly aimed. Yeah, perfectly aimed. <laughs> um, and then they just kind of bump into nothing. And lo and behold, it's the Death Scythe. And goddamn it, Ty, you were absolutely right when you said that the Death Scythe can make itself invisible when it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's literally exactly if it doesn't matter. Like it's pretty incredible here too because it, it almost looks like shitty popping on like an old like PS One yes. game. Like the like the camera just finally got close enough for the Death Loading Scythe to assets. start rendering, <laughs> and it's like one polygon at a time. It's really good. Yeah, wow. so it bumps into the Death Scythe. The Death Scythe chops up the uh, the White Fang or Oz suit. I don't even know who it is. Doesn't matter. It Duo is does Oz. Some... They, thought, they thought the Gundams were the White Fang for some dumbass reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so Duo does some smack talk here. Is like, I can't believe we're saving the pilot that used to blow up the Death Scythe. Referring to Troa. Wow. Um, there's a montage of them shooting more suits down to the rhythmic emotion song. It's whatever. 
Afterwards, the four of them are having a chat out in space, so they all get out of their suits in the middle of the vacuum. Uh, Troa has no idea who Duo is, and this is comic relief. But, but it's dumb because Duo met him at the circus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but, like, they saw like, each like, other 20 like minutes ago. three episodes ago, Duo showed up at the circus and was like, Hey, Troa! It's me, Duo. So, hi, it's me. Like, one twentieth total of all your current memories that exist. <laughs> it's me, Duo. <laughs> Damn, you, for, like, really? You forgot me again already, man? All right, fuck <laughs> you too, buddy. Like, <laughs> yeah, they play it like a joke, like it's supposed to be Troa, but no, it it's really weird. feels kind of like Troa being a dick. It's also <laughs> yeah. kind of like a hand-waving of some severe mental issues that, you know, Troa should probably get some help with, but... Yeah, he needs like to he, do more, he, though. Apparently, he still can't form more memories, which is very bad. And now we get the stinger of the episode. Yeah, so Quatra asks uh, Duo if he's going to fight with him, and Duo says, yeah, sure, I got nothing else going on. It prevents the colonies from fighting. We cut back to Earth. Hero's just kind of sitting around and wing, and he's, like, thinking about Relena. There's one a picture world. of Relena on the dash, I think, at the time. Yeah, he's thinking about her one-world government stuff, and, like, I mean, I'll just quote, If she dies, then we can eliminate this fake peace in the one-world nation. Relena, I'm gonna kill you. Yes! <laughs> and they end it there. Oh, and she's never Hero. been safer in her life. <laughs> yeah, Hero has now declared again, I'm going to kill you, which means Relena gets to live for at least ten more episodes. <laughs> so congratulations. It's just oh renewing it. I was like, please, please go kill it. Please do it. It would actually be useful Pat if you I went and killed her. Here. It was just fucking we were dying. <laughs> I, I, like I literally broke out laughing during the I'm gonna use this exploding shuttle to give me a boost oh. to tackle some Gundams like I was already had to stop to laugh at that and then when fucking Hero says Relena I'm gonna kill you I actually like fell out of my the chair audience I stands like, and cheers. I'm done She's I'm like, done this is unbelievable I'm gonna kill you this time for realsies not like the other two times I said it this time for sure I swear double, double pinky promise right <laughs> so episode 4 we see the recap of the I'm gonna kill you speech I continued laughing <laughs> the title of this one is a new leader um, we're back on the peace million which is Howard still- shows up out of nowhere to, yeah. get, to do I guess take the job off the narrator yeah well, it's um, kind of really funny because right before like the day before we watched this episode Vickers was like hey we haven't actually seen Howard in a while where does he go he has a giant battleship you know <laughs> yeah. and here he is <laughs> So we cut to the piece million. Howard's there, and he's just kind of recapping the situation to like no one in particular. Uh, he's saying how the Roman fellers are taking advantage of Relena, or maybe she's taking advantage of him. Who knows? There's a mook sitting next to him with a really <laughs> generic voice, and he's just <laughs> soliloquizing his, to him. His delivery is really funny every time they answer, though. You can tell they knew this character had like all of four lines because his voice, like. Basically, Howard's just like, there's five factions right now, blah, 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 trying to just kind of summarize the politics. Like, it doesn't matter. But, and and this guy responds, he's just like, right. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I have in my notes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Howard talks about. There's one line here that really bothered the fuck out of me, and it was, he's like, well, it seems like whether Roma Feller's taking advantage of the other way around, Earth is moving towards peace, and I'm like, 
underneath the Roma Fellers, the evil bastards of the last 38 episodes? All of this is their fault, but they're just about to get off the hook for it, and it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Howard recaps that there's five powers in space. White Fan, they got a giant battleship. Oz has a huge space fortress barge. The Gundam pilots are doing whatever the fuck the Gundam pilots do. There's a bunch of colonies who just don't want anything to do with any of these idiots. And then there's Florida Man, Howard, and his Peace Melian. Which, uh, how- you have a battleship, I guess you're technically a major power. He just wanted to feel important. <laughs> um, right. But, like, he immediately <laughs> undercuts the situation by saying that, oh, we're just going to go de- team up with the Gundam pilots. Um, a bunch wonders- of 15-year-olds are the best people to team up with. Yeah, especially when they have three of the five super weapons. It's true. Yeah. So he wonders why Zex hasn't come back from Earth. Uh, we cut to an Oz trooper telling some White Fang guys to surrender because Relena's in power now and some Oz also, guys. Also, why did Zex go to Earth? Who knows? Zex went to Earth because he saw Relena giving up their ancestral homeland and was right. like, what the fuck? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, it was that. <laughs> okay, sorry. Wow, I've... Go ahead. Yeah. So um, on Earth... <laughs> yeah, on Earth, uh, there's some... Oz Trooper telling some White Fang guys to surrender. I didn't know White Fang was on Earth, but I guess they are. Um, the Oz guy says, destroy everyone who defiles space, even though they're on Earth. They fight. Uh, their battle is interrupted by a Gundam, its hero, and he chops up some dudes. Or it defiles peace, is what they're saying. Oh, right. yeah. We're yeah, peace they, warriors. They're like, put it down your weapons, they, we won't shoot you, we swear. And the people are like, no, you're probably going to shoot us. We ain't putting down our weapons. And they're like, well, we're going to shoot you anyway. Fuck it. We're shooting you in the name of peace. And then they kill him. <laughs> this entire yeah, scene it's... was like a minute and a half, and it was a catalyst just to get Hero thinking that Relena is a figurehead. That was the end of it. Yeah. That's all it was. Um, back in Gonna the Gonna kill her for real. Yeah. Yeah, back in the Romafeller mansion, Relena thinks that the Romafellers are using her or is just going to kill her so that they continue their war. Um, she was thinking this, like, at a meeting, and she just kind of snaps out of it. Just spacing. Yeah, so... Marky Waybridge asks her again about her thoughts on a one-world nation and how she's going to accomplish peace by uniting everybody. And she says that, like, she still feels that people think that the Romafellers are controlling and that we need to lead by example. And the best way to lead by example and to prove to everyone that we're truly about peace is to withdraw all forces everywhere on the world and just disarm And this is where every single person at the table just laughs at her and says, all right, honey, and then continues on with the meeting. Like she never said anything. Yeah, but only Duke does that. (laughs) (laughs) Unless. Yeah, so Duke is like, I object. That is a complete oversimplification of your ideals. This will never work. Yes, correct. He's correct. He's evil, but he is correct. Yeah, Yeah. you're absolutely right there. Yeah. We can't literally just dismantle our entire military force all at once during these, you know, kind of uneven times. Like, there's a way to go about de-escalation, but we can't just stop, Elena. And then everyone at the table's like, I think that's dog shit. I think we can. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so fucking Duke is like, Duke Jermail's like, we haven't considered, you know, what the white faction or the other nations with the armies are doing. This is never going to work. We cannot do this. And Elena says, when a ruler asks others to discard their weapons, the ruler should also do so first, which is... A super great way to get assassinated. Yeah, good, good way to get yourself killed. So the Duke doesn't want to do that. And Relena says, you know, this is the time for a change in the Romerfeller Foundation. And the Duke's like, this is not a time to change traditions. He's like, I speak for everyone when I say that your plan is fucking stupid. And he's like, and he looks around the table and everybody's real silent. And he's like, I speak for everyone, right? And then one of the Romerfeller guys is like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so this other guy's like, I think Relena has a good point. I think we should de-escalate and give up our arms. And the Duke just fucking loses it. He starts screaming and says, like, don't be ridiculous. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, my emotions got the better of me. But um, he doesn't want all of Rome of Heller to be ru- ruled by one girl, which is very condescending at the table there. And Needs so, to be an old man. Yeah, so the other guy brings up fucking Robert's rules. It's like, I think we should table this discussion and bring it up at the General Assembly tomorrow. And then, like, they cut... There's a fucking funny scene here, because they cut to Relaine just kind of smirking. And, like, I was just thinking, like, haha, fuckers, I got it out of committee. And the Duke is highly <laughs> pissed about all this. Oh, yeah, also, I think in this last meeting, there was a point where they were like... Oh yeah, uh, we should maybe put it to a vote, and then the Duke's just like, "Nope, I think a vote is dumb," and everyone's like, ah, "He makes a good point." <laughs> <laughs> it feels very Calvin Ball, like their whole like fucking parliamentary yeah. procedure here. <laughs> but what of Parliament? <laughs> it's really dumb. It's really dumb. <sighs> Back in space, Duo is telling Noine to give up a buffet because that guy's an asshole. Um, they all kind of want to go to Earth, but, like, they're also hiding in, like, this broken satellite right now because the White Fang is around and they just still kind of want to murder them. Um, Which so is they're weird. All, yeah, the White Fang... I, I Everyone hates like, the Gundams again, I guess. Yeah, I guess, like, they asked both Wu Fei and Duo to do shit for them, but they both said no, so I guess, like, the White Fang just don't like them right now. I mean, they're going to have a reason to not like the Gundams in about mm, three minutes. (laughs) In soon, yeah. Um, They're all wondering what to do, but they get a call from Howard. Howard is like, hey, if you come to me, I'll fix up all your Gundams for all time's sake. And he was like, why why would you do that? Uh, I got a mission. Yeah, he got a mission from Zex, but Zex is AWOL, so he's just kind of doing whatever right now. Back on Earth, the scene is fantastic. Duke is sitting around kind of thinking to himself how he fucked up so badly. How did you do this this bad? And, like, (laughs) how how long has it been? Because Relena's still in her queen dress and Dorothy's still in her funeral dress. Yeah. Yeah, How long did it take for the Duke to get overthrown by his own pawn? (laughs) And yeah, so the Duke is just kind of like, oh man, I really dinked it. And Dorothy's just like, no, Relena's actually just mad nice and you suck ass. And he's like, oh, come on, don't don't be a wiener. And she's like, or he's like, you know, like, oh, I'll just get rid of Relena. That, that'll be no problem. And Dorothy's like, they will all super know it's you, dum-dum. And he's just like, ah, shit, okay, well, You're okay, right. wait, 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 wait. So she's, I mean, we can't really let her read lead this. We're like bloodthirsty idiots. And Dorothy's just kind of like, I mean, like don't get me wrong the peace stuff is like mad dumb but it's gonna kick ass because it's gonna start war anyway like, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's actually kind of amazing you just summarized the next five lines i had uh, in a really great yeah. way <laughs> it's really good like again when dorothy talks i'm just like oh man this is gonna kick ass <laughs> it always does <laughs> yeah so dorothy tells the duke after all this like yeah, you can't finger her because everybody's gonna know it's you it's like you need real military power not figurehead power like she has so maybe you could use the space force because we still have a space force right go up the we space everybody will listen to you yeah but just just skip the meeting where relena is gonna advocate for peace because no one's gonna listen to you there anyway just just fuck off just just go nowhere near go it. to space nothing bad has ever happened to anyone <laughs> in space yeah. yeah so dorothy's like go to space deal, deal with the space force i'll take care of relena um Dorothy was like, I'm going to stick next to her because she's going to kill, cause more battles, and I fucking love war. I got a boner for war. And uh, 
Dorothy had a really weird scene here. After she says that Relena is going to cause more wars, there's like a close-up of her flicking her five-inch eyebrows Bam. and like fucking like <laughs> glaring at the camera and like she's super horny about it. Do you get how much I like war? It's many. It's many like. <laughs> yeah, so Duke is like, well, I must listen to my granddaughter and go off to space now. So he goes well, off. Well, I guess, I guess listening to 15-year-olds is the new fucking hotness, so all right. <laughs> Look, if it worked for Relina, clearly I need my own 15-year-old advisor. <laughs> yeah. So there's a montage of him going off into space on a shuttle. Uh, the narrator breaks in and says that he left the space under the pretense of going to lead Oz to stop the white fang forces in space. Sure, why not? Um, his shuttle is going on its way to barge because um, I guess that's the headquarters of all the Oz people. Yeah. Back on Earth, Dorothy is telling Relena that Duke left for space. So, uh, hey, Relena, this is cool. You can just kind of do whatever the fuck you want. Hey, right can now. you keep minutes for us? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we cut to a scene in a warehouse. Hero is knocking out some guard and stole a Roma Feller uniform. And it's time, he says, as he cocks his gun. <laughs> uh, it's back not in, time. Back in space, Sadichi and Kintz, Kintz, whatever that fucking guy's name Kintz. is. Kintzanera, that's yeah. right, on the super battleship. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sadichi and Kintz in the morning. Colin, during the morning commute. <laughs> um, it, and it's a super battleship named Books. Yeah, it's named Books. <laughs> I mean, they're still going for the whole Zodiac thing, but... Yep. Yeah. Uh, they're chilling around. Oh, no. Altrion and Wufei are attacking. Uh, Keats wonders why Wufei would be attacking them when they both fight for the colonies, but it's Wufei. He's an asshole. It's Wufei. Which is a really reasonable thing to wonder, because <laughs> Wufei is stupid as shit. He's <laughs> just a wild so idiot. Fucking so He's still on his everyone fighting in space is an asshole except me. And he's like, like that thing's a fucking eyesore. I'm gonna blow it up to the Libra. Like, to the at Libra. the very least, if Wufei had, like, a zero system, like, you know, had a demon machine making him do this it would be like okay, yeah, this, sure. oh, yeah. okay. this is having pure his twisted. but this is just <laughs> Wufei being a dipshit yeah this is all him fuck so uh the let's slip uh, I think Sadichi says that Libra is mostly done aside from the fact that it's weapon, main weapon system and drive systems don't work but uh, they're just going to use the anti-aircraft guns to attack Wufei uh, so that happens but it doesn't matter because we cut back to the Romafeller meeting uh, Relena is talking to all the former world leaders and starts talking about change and confrontations about how humans like to confront each other and that's the cause of battle. But they're we need also to work... all set up like it's a school assembly, by the way. Yeah, like I would expect her broadcasting to you know all the world leaders to look like kind of like a UN thing with all like you know the half arc of rows, but like they're all sitting in like straight lines. It's silly looking. They definitely got the folding chairs out for that one at Oz HQ. <laughs> Um, they, she talks about how they need to work on becoming unified and declares that Oz needs to discard all of their weapons. So that's the now, big thing. see, Relina has never heard of civil war because she is like, if we're all one nation, there'll be no wars. And I'm like, they'll just be civil wars. <laughs> what? Come on. A what now? What does that mean? What civil war mean? <laughs> There's one nation. There's no people to go to war with each yeah, other. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. War is only between two nations. Yes, right. yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's not war? <laughs> and then it's fine. It's still completely pacifist. It's warpad. Oh shit, sorry. We all just made a crucial mistake. I apologize to the listener. We thought too hard about Gundam. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> 
We need like one of those Clanix alarms that just goes off whenever we think too hard. <laughs> too hard about Gundam Wing? Yeah. yeah. Um, so back out in space, the Libra super battleship is shooting at Wufei. It blows up a bunch of dolls in the meantime. And Alcheon also gets hit and Wufei's angry. Uh, Sadichi and Kuntz think that they killed him because, of course, no Gundam could ever survive that many explosions. They're like, there's no sign of him, specifically. Yeah, yeah and they wonder, why was the Gundam our enemies? Um, out of the shadows behind them on the battleship, Milliardo says that the Gundams are fighting the Earth and the colony. The, the, the Gundams are fighting for Earth and that the colonies are now the enemies of the Gundams, which is the exact opposite of the beginning of the series. And then he wow. tells the two of them, Sadichi and whatever the guy is, that they should just declare war against Earth. The make it official. Like, this could have been an ironic twist in a normal series if it was written in a way that made any sense. <laughs> yeah, right yeah. Now, you know, the guy like... from Earth saying, you know, the colony should fight Earth, and the guy from the colonies fighting <laughs> for Earth, you know. Zex is... Zex has maybe the quickest turnaround currently on character motivations <laughs> relative to the Gundams. Like, it's pretty yeah. amazing how Zex is like, I'm on your side. Just kidding. Oh, no, I want to help you. War. No, I'm, we're good. <laughs> like, it, it, you know, it's funny, too. Because, uh, go ahead. Uh, well, it's just, I'm just going to say, it's just like the Trey's one where they frame him in shadow. Like, you're not supposed to know who he is either. It's like, but we, we know who he is. Yeah, he was in Shadow the same and then uniform. stepped out of Shadow within three seconds. But he still had his face in Shadow. And it's like... It's because he's going to the dark side now. <laughs> I guess. It's weird. Yeah, it's really weird, too, because Miliardo up to here, like, in the last... Well, I guess it's probably ten-ish episodes by now. But he was advocating for peace on the colonies when he was, you know, chilling around looking for whatever. And now he just wants to declare war. Yep. So, Sadichi says to Miliardo, is like, hey, uh, White Fang's MO was to conquer space first so that we can consolidate power, and that's why we sent all of our forces to Barge. Incidentally, this is why Wu Fei chose to attack us now. Yep. But, Wu or, but Miliardo says that uh, White Fang's actions don't reflect the colony's, you know, uh, wishes and desires. This is a great opportunity to solidify the colony's will. Hey, you know all those colonies that are real tired of a billion wars? What if we declared another war? <laughs> I, yeah. That'll, so, that'll get him. We cut over to Wu Fei and the Altrion, and he's all fucked up. But Wu Fei is kind of just kind of grieving, sad that, you know, there should be no weapons in no space. Weapons. Why did my mobile suit get messed up? Man. Eh. He's also like, oh, they're just like, oh, is they shot all those mobile dolls. Yeah, like, he no like, friendly fire. And I'm like, they're mobile dolls. <laughs> no, no humans died here. There yeah. were no people Weak people in shouldn't them. have weapons, I scream as I float away in the fetal position in the middle of my death machine. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But yeah, they're trying to parallel how the white fang are just like, oh, I fucking hate it. And I'm not here for it. It doesn't really work when their, like, base motivations are dead-ass opposites, huh? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oz wants to take over. To just, it asks you to forget the base thing it that the factions are doing. You, it asks you to forget that three episodes, two were off, was going, <laughs> isn't it amazing that we're dictators using slave labor to build our shit for us and taking yeah. all the resources out of the colonies? That was great. Like, literally, screams like, dictatorship kicks ass! <laughs> and like, <laughs> fuck! Again, the but, attention span for the Gundam Wing viewer was probably an episode and a half, and that's what the <laughs> writers were thinking about. There are many sides to all conflicts. <laughs> 
So uh, back on Earth, in the Romafeller conference room, Elena is giving her whole speech about coexisting with space colonies and disarming odds will make space happy so they won't do a coup and all that. During her whole speech, Relena like kind of looks up into the rafters and uh, Hero's up there in the balconies with his gun. Just pointing right at her. Yeah, pointing right at her. And she's just like, go ahead, Kiro. Kill me. It's time. I mean, I mean it's consistent. She's consistent on that front. She's yeah. always been about Hero killing her. Like, come on, Hero. Well, you come see, kill me. It's, char- it's character development because before she had to scream it from the mountaintops. And this time <laughs> she just very calmly thought to herself, ah, and hero, come kill this. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's one. It's when you want complete. your boyfriend to kill you when you're first getting into the relationship versus five years married into the right, relationship. Right, right. Mm, it's like it's oh, a deeper, more my, intimate kind of kill me. I wish my husband would kill me already. <laughs> <laughs> so she closes her eyes and is prepared to get shot, but instead the Roma fellers all stand up and applaud her. Uh, hero does not, in fact, shoot her. We're all good guys now, yeah. There's yeah. another great line coming up, like, a two scenes from now, but oh, yeah. boy. So, Wayridge comes up and thanks her for all she's done for peace and for the universe and everything. Uh, she starts to get kind of panicky and tries to walk away, trying to find Hero, but is stopped by a bunch of these Romafeller mooks thanking her, and she gets kind of swamped by it. Uh, Hero up in the rafters is kind of walking away and says, like, oh, I want to see what she'll do now. Um, like... In 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 fairness, Hero's plan assumed not everyone would be so dumb to just instantly follow Relena's yeah. stupid half-ass plan. He was plan. still going to shoot her until that guy stood up and started slow clapping. Yeah, for like as soon Hero as they had were like, good actually, idea. we like your dumb plan. We're on your team. And then Hero's like, well, fuck me running. <laughs> he <just got> away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hero was expecting in- everybody to stand up and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But instead they all went with it. So he was like, eh, okay. They're like, yeah, we actually love this. This kicks ass. And Hero's just like, I... Oh, I what? I couldn't have <laughs> seen right. this coming. So, uh, back up in space, we're on the Peace Million. Um, Howard is fixing up the Sandrock to be less fucking useless. Uh, Tro is asking people for a new suit because he doesn't like flying the Virgos, but everybody's like, I don't know where you put the heavy arms, you fucking idiot. You have amnesia now. Now you don't know where it is. So we went back and checked this. Yeah. When was the last time the heavy arms showed up in this show? Episode 17. Yeah, I was about to say like 15 or 16, yeah. Nearly half the runtime of this show, the Heavy Arms isn't just not there, it's just missing. It's almost like the Heavy Arms sucks ass. Dog shit Gundam design. You know what, though? Even they knew. I'm going to kind of spoil it right now. The Heavy Arms gets an upgrade, because of course they all do. It doubles down on its uselessness. Oh, no! Kick ass. All right. I'm glad... I'm glad the design that sucks for idiots is, in fact, just getting more <laughs> sucky for more idiots. So while they're upgrading the Sand Rock, uh, Duo asks Howard, what's uh, going on? Why are you helping us? Like, you have no real reason to do any of this. And so, like, uh, he, he says to the effect that, like, I built the Gundams. Not really the guns, but I built the Tall Geese, and I feel some sort of obligation to go through with it. And I'm immediately very suspicious of him because every other person I know who built a Gundam is a fucking psychopath. <laughs> yeah. On uh, I'm a, I'm a side, we haven't seen the Gundam scientist in like... I know, oh, and I'm there, so which, happy. Uh, I would I would like to point out, by the way, that the tall geese, the thing that he's just kind of like, oh, you know, no big deal. I'm still a good guy. Just helped with the tall geese. Yeah, you know, the tall geese. It blew the, the fuck The suicide up. machine. The literal <laughs> suicide machine. The machine that intended to kill the pilot if they couldn't complete the mission. 
It's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Really done it's that. fine. He's fine. He has some resolve, though, because it blew itself up out in space. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Noin was getting horny, so she asked where Zex is. Uh, no one knows where Zex is. I guess he's down on Earth. Uh, they get interrupted by a guy saying that White Fane has made his declaration of war. So, of course, they turn on the television. It's on CNN and everything. Uh, Keens is talking on behalf of White Fane and says that the colonies now want to self-govern. Sure, you know, why not? This was true during the Alliance, the Oz, and now the Romerfellers government. So really, they just wanted to govern themselves all along. Uh, White Fane says that the Gundams are pawns of Earth and they're attacking the Space Forces. So, of course, the Gundams are enemies of space now. And this is all a lie. Um, it's not really, though. I mean, they're quite happy to attack the colonies. The Gundams <laughs> feel like it. The Gundams like especially Wu Fei. Wu Fei just kind of does whatever. Just... Yeah. And we get to this in a second here. Uh, Relena and company, like her, Wayridge, and the rest of the Formula Fellers are all watching this, and they think that the Gundam thing is a lie. Hero's watching it on TV, thinks that Wu Fei is now being used as a pawn, which is haha funny because Wu Fei was the one that told Hero he was being used as a pawn when he chopped up the yeah. fucking peace guys. Really, it, it's like poetry. They rhyme. Yeah. Um, Keens then <laughs> says. Yeah, everybody's fucking stupid the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Keensa says that the um, Oz in space are about to be defeated because uh, they have their cool new spaceship and, you know, they have they got the cool super battleship that isn't done, but also somehow ensures complete military victory. Yeah, I'll yep. have the sure. too. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, we cut to the Duke and I uh, remember Duke Dermale is going up the space. Uh, we cut the Duke and his escorts being attacked by White Fang. Uh, the Duke is trying to escape, uh, but lo and behold, he gets blown up by White Fang. Oh this, no, I can't believe this character who we have so much investment in is suddenly dead. Oh, this, goodbye, <laughs> the villain of the last few episodes, I yeah. guess. <laughs> and then we get to one of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah, so, so this, this is fantastic because apparently they just live broadcast his death to the entire world. Relena and Mayridge <laughs> are shocked and they're all Dorothy and they're all shocked about watching him die on TV. Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy's like for a single moment. She's like, "Grandpa!" And then she's turns like, around and then to she's face away like, from the camera. I'm actually super into this. Right? <laughs> this this gets me super hard. I love this shit. Like she's literally like, "Oh well, he died in war as a brave soldier in battle." Which no puts on the got... cheerleader pom poms and just starts going, "Yeah, yeah, it's yeah!" Like so actually, funny. You, you died a hero. It was great. The people will remember you for this. And it's like. He got shot in the crossfire of a battle when he was fleeing the space. In a transport <laughs> ship. It's so fucking yeah. funny watching her go from complete terror to realizing she's super horny about this. And just love yeah, it. Yeah, just remembers. And then she's like, oh, and also this means Relena's going to be more in power. Oh, I love this. <laughs> yeah. This is great. <laughs> and so to finish up uh, Kins' final White Fang speech, uh, they say that they now have a new righteous cause and a new righteous leader to lead them to victory. And so Relena is like, I wonder who it is. And, of course, they cut to Miliardo in Libra thinking about how Earth and space are stuck in a battle of confrontation and that he is the new leader of White Fang. Because, what? Excuse me? We yeah. need a villain. We need a villain. We just killed the last one. We need he a new literally, one. He literally says something along the lines of, Space and the Earth both existing is just, they're gonna fight by nature. Just their opposites, I guess, or whatever. Like, they have to fight. National sure. borders don't go up into space, you know. <laughs> like, it's, 
It makes no sense, and Serene is literally exactly on the money. They just were like, oh, shit, we don't have a villain. <laughs> <laughs> so, knowing Relena, everybody's shocked about Miliardo being the bad guy. Uh, Wayridge says, uh, like, why are you doing this now? It's like, the Roma fellers were making change. We were trying to be good. And this cut- is the funniest shit. Yeah, we could oh, be- We just voted to throw down our arms and raise taxes on ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Why now? We're the good guys now. Yeah, that's not going to look very good in midterms. Um, <laughs> we cut the hero. He says, that, he says, like, oh, Zex, you chose a future that Epion showed you, but I'm going to choose a future that Zero showed me. And then he finger guns at the TV where Miliardo is. And Milliard has impl- never been safer. <laughs> one of, yeah, this time he doesn't say it, but you can tell in his heart he's thinking, I'm going to kill you. Milliardo Peacecraft, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like, I just like to imagine any time Hero finishes talking to somebody as he's walking away, he thinks, like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> he goes and gets his order at McDonald's, turns away from the cashier. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Have a nice day. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> so the end of this episode is Trier's realizing he's still in the show. He looks at his laptop and like he kind of like makes this. I don't know. Like he looks wistfully at it, and it cuts the laptop, and it's fucking Milliardo looking at this doofy face at the camera, and then he just leaves the room. Yep. It's. And that's the that's oh what a fucking block of episodes. <laughs> yeah, it it's bad. So next time it'll be forty one to forty four. Uh, how long is this? Is this fifty two episodes? Forty nine. Yeah, forty nine. So we're actually getting very close, getting close. Somehow we're basically <laughs> at the end of this, and like I can't say that anything has happened. <laughs> I th- uh, think that next ep- next batch may have the new intro, which may be one of the best intros in the entirety of the Gundam franchise. Oh, shit. Yeah. One of the good things. One of the only good things about Wayne is that its second OP is actually pretty good. And I will say, I did like the music that I'm not sure who it's supposed to be because they used it when Epion was deployed into battle and also when That's Duo went in with Death Sight. Yeah, it's Rhythmic leave. Emotion, the song, yeah. No, no, not that oh, not one. That I'm one. talking about just like the orchestral backing they oh, do yeah. for that. Like, ah. the, it, it's supposed to be like the intense, intimidating music, like mm-hmm. the whole like you know very menacing evil Gundams are here, which is why it's Epion and Death Sight they use it for. But it's like actually pretty good. <laughs> the OST has some moments in this <laughs> show where it's fucking pretty all right. So before I finish, I got some questions. Where do you think it's going to go from here? I mean, obviously they're setting yes. up for a White Fang <laughs> slash. Uh, Roma fellow battle, but space versus Earth. I think Relena is going to do some head ass shit. That's my prediction. <laughs> that is it's the not a safest bet you could make. <laughs> <laughs> That's the free space on the bingo card. Of <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I I know how the show is going to end though. It's going to end with Zero and the Epion fighting, and finally, finally, Hero versus Zex is not going to be a meaningless battle. There you go. But All the other battles, win. meaningless. This one will actually have meaning. According to the show, not in reality. Yeah. Just according to the show. It'll be the final confrontation between the two ideals. Heroes' ideals of, um... Also, Zex ideals of... <laughs> Kill the uh, Earth! Kill the Earth is his new ideal. Yeah, that one. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> like, uh, 
Well, I, I think we're also forgetting about some people. <laughs> Just the unimportant, <laughs> unimportant people. Who cares? Wait, who are we forgetting? <laughs> think, think, Ty. What? <laughs> Probably not important. Whatever, whoever they are, and however big their fake noses are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. They're not doing anything. I don't think. <laughs> Good night, well, everybody. Till next time, fucking space anime. <laughs>